Now on Radio Italia Uno. It's time for Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. An hour where we have lots of fun with very interesting guests. We talk about how to start, build, and increase your business. Right now, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and hello. Look, the reason why we say good morning, good afternoon, and good night, because every Monday we are here in Adelaide on Radio Italia Uno from 2 till 3, and um, this evening after that it will go to podcast, and thanks to Ron from Podcast City. And there are now over 40 countries that listen to this show, believe it or not. There's over 40 countries listening to this show on podcast. So if you want to hear anything that any of my guests have said in the past or you hear something and think, oh, that was interesting, I'd like to hear that again, it's very easy just to go back and listen to the podcast again. And, of course, the only reason, the only reason why we're in 40 countries at the moment or over 40 countries is because my guests are just always fantastic. The show is upbeat, um, you know, and it, and we help. We actually are helping people, and that's what this show is all about. We want to make people happy in their business. We want to make people talk about what they did to make people happy, what they did to make money, how they can help others, and what you can learn from them. And we, we keep getting messages all the time. It's like li- reading a motivational book every week. It's like listening to motivational speakers every week. And, uh, you know, every week we have different guests and every week um, I look around Adelaide and around the world because we've had people from overseas that we've uh, spoken to and um, last week was no exception and the week before we had eight or nine different countries that we were doing a podcast with and uh, Zoom calls. So it's really great. And just, just as an example, there's a young lad in Ghana and he's uh, now 14 years of age. He's just won the Young Inventor of the Year for all of Africa. So he entered a competition in Ghana and then uh, at the African competition, and he's just won the Young Inventor of the Year using the RunLink technology, which is a very, very simple programming uh, system that was invented and run by a chap here in Adelaide. Miro and Dr. Peng are promoting it. And also, I just got a a message from Miro and Dr. Peng, who were on the program a few weeks ago, and uh, Kenya has just introduced programming as a subject in all their schools across Kenya. So that's, like, fantastic, you know. Also, I've got messages from people in Uruguay and... um, it's just wonderful to, to know that some people here have transferred and sent the messages over there and they are listening to our program. And um, the the message I got from the people in Uruguay said they wished that they heard this stuff four or five years ago. And I said, look, <laughs> you know, I quickly answered them back. I said, the fact is it's not what you do or what happened is what you do with it now. And they sent me a message back saying how they were so pleased that their friend had forwarded this link to them and uh, shared the the whole information with them. And there's a family over there that have got relatives all over and they are now sending it to all their other relatives. And that's how, you know, we, we, we seem to be growing from all the other countries. Also, a couple of weeks ago, we had a chat from uh, uh, up north, way north of Queensland, up north Queensland, and I have received about five different emails 
from requests about what he was talking about and other people from uh, North Queensland said, oh, I'm glad we're being represented. <laughs> so it was really interesting, you know. And we're, we're representing a lot of people here and it's just fantastic. And, of course, uh, Northern Territory, it seems like, you know, it's the, the northernmost state in Australia, but there's a lot of people up there that listen to this program. I was really surprised when I'm getting messages and more and more messages from the Northern Territory. And of course, Northwestern Australia, I actually lived there for a while, and people in Kununurra and at Wyndham have um, sent me messages saying, Oh, great, it's good to hear you. <laughs> you know, so thanks, guys. I, I know that you listen regularly, so um, it's a pleasure to keep in touch. So, Look, my special guest today is a really, really good friend of mine and I've known him for a long time and I've really had the pleasure of having a lot to do with his family, especially his uh, young daughter, Jess, who's already 21 years of age now. Well, she's th- she's 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, almost 31. 31, sorry, 31. <laughs> I always say 21. 31. So I've known Peter for a long time, well over 30 years, and... Um, when his young daughter or when his baby was born, Jess and his beautiful wife, Melanie, um, I had the pleasure of being the entertainer at their parties and I did lots of birthday parties for Jess and uh, she's just a beautiful, beautiful young lady and grown up to be a lovely uh, young lady. And she's followed in some way in her father's footsteps because her father is one of the original uh, members of a very, very popular Adelaide band called the Master's Apprentices and... Uh, Peter Tilbrook is my special guest today, and it's a real pleasure to have you here, Peter. Thank you very much, Peter. It's great to be here. Oh, look, it's a real pleasure. It really is. And I, I thank you for coming in. And uh, I, I just want to let people know, you're predominantly, you're a musician, musician. Right. But you've been also running a business, uh, which is the business of the show business. You're running the sh- the show, but yep. you also run the business side of it because yep. you've been running an agency for a long time. That's right. And now you're actually managing uh, a club. Yeah. So you know, and it's the British Workmen's Club. That's right. Yep. Well, on that one, I'm I'm actually the um, entertainment yep. dash marketing manager. Yes. Um, two years ago or three years ago, I was the club president. So yes. um, there's four of us running it, and yep. um, uh, the reason I've got in that side of it is because. Apart from my music career, I yes. also had a business career. Yes, yes. And I had uh, a multi-qualified, which is, some would say, unusual for musicians. But <laughs> I had about 21 years as a general manager in all sorts of different companies. So yep. what I've done is um, combine my business knowledge with my uh, lifetime of yep. music. Yep. And it's been a very good combination. Yes, look, I, I just want to commend you for that. And I, I want to take us back because I know that... How old were you when you first started playing an instrument or interested well, in music? I was 12 years old. I was yep. in grade 7 at school mm-hmm. and um, that's when I joined the Adelaide College of Music. Right. And my first public performance, I'll call it that, was about 300 yards away from this building. Ah. It was on a tram yeah. uh, going through this parkland section. Um, on the way home on a Saturday morning yeah. and the tram conductor looked at this little kid with the guitar and he said, come on, Sonny, give the guys, give everybody here a, a song. <laughs> so I was pretty nervous, I can tell you. Yeah. So they had a version of Peter Gunn and when they started cheering, yeah. I got captivated straight away yeah. and they got a ver- three or four verses of She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes. <laughs> yeah, she'll be. So that was my very first... Public performance. On a, um, on a tram. <laughs> on a tram, there you go. Busking. And with all there of the go. yelling and screaming that happened with that, because, of course, they just supported this young little kid. Yeah. 
it got into my brain and I thought, yeah, I wanted to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah, excellent, yes. excellent. See, this is what I'm saying. Some people are lucky enough, so from a very early age, to work out what they want to do and follow that career or follow that path. Other people, you know, wait till they're 30, 40 or even 50 before they start the businesses. Yep. You know, I mean... I think most people will know the story of Colonel Sanders, you know, but Colonel Sanders, who started Kentucky Fried Chicken and KFC, he was like in his 60 or 65 before he started that business. Mm -hmm. You know, he got sacked as a shoe salesman, you know, the the person who ran the business, and he worked in a shoe shop for, you know, 30 years or more. And then when the guy, one day the, the chap died of a heart attack, his wife came in and said, oh, you can go home now. And she said, why? He said, well, I'm going to sell, close the shop. He said, well, what do you mean you're closing the shop? He said, well, didn't you hear? Bill died. You know, yeah. I don't need this shop. <laughs> so she, she closed the doors. Yep. And he was left with no job. Yep. You know, he lived in the apartment upstairs. So he just hung around in his apartment for three months. And then he invited some friends over to taste some food. Mm. And eats, eat this thing. They say, oh, this is really good. And it was a, at that period of in the year when people were starting franchises and starting, you know, those sort of things. And one of his mates that used to play cards with him said, oh, you should franchise this. He said, well, how do I do that? And one of his mates said, oh, you do this, 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 this. Anyway, the story goes that he ended up selling his recipe to different people and setting up Yep. A franchise, and that's how it all started. Yep. And by the time he was in his eighties, he was like a multi multi millionaire, oh, huge, you know. So, yeah. but he didn't start his business until he was sixty five or you know in his late sixties. Yeah. Now, some people are lucky enough to start it like you have. Yeah. But I just want to um, everybody that doesn't know, there was a band here in Adelaide called the Masters Apprentices, and you joined the Masters Apprentices and. For a few years, you were in the band with them, and they recorded a couple of songs that are still being played today, which is, what, 40 years ago or more? Well, hang on, how about uh, 55? 50, 55. <laughs> there we are. 55 years ago, yeah. they're still playing the songs that the people wrote then, and they're using them on TV commercials, TV and, commercials. And, and, and ads and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the, the, the funny thing about it, or the wonderful thing about it, is the people who did that are still getting royalties. They definitely are. That's what it's all about. I mean, in the last uh, oh, 10 years, it's, uh, it's Because I Love You, which is one of the big big records of the band. Mm-hmm. It's been used for a milk commercial. Yep. It's been used for uh, Australian superannuation. Mm-hmm. And it's been used for a Lee Cooper jeans commercial. Yeah. Um, and um, they've been running for a long time on a high rotation. So mm-hmm. every time they're played... There's an APRA royalty which goes to the songwriter, mm-hmm. which unfortunately wasn't me. Too bad. Um, but that's okay because uh, yeah. we we get royalties from uh, PPCA, which is because we we were on those songs, not yes. we didn't write them. It's a yep. different royalty. But, um, yep, so music um, has got a long life. Mm. In fact, my next-door neighbour, where I'm still living today, mm-hmm. uh, he's moved on few years ago, but... He wrote the song, Come On, Aussie, Come On, Come On. Oh, really? On. Yeah, uh, Alan Johnson. <coughs> he also sang all of the Meadow Lee ads that you hear. Mm-hmm. You ought to be congratulated. Yep. Those. Now, he's a multi, multi-millionaire because how many radio stations in Australia? Like 700 yep. and whatever. Yep. Every time it's played on the radio, cha-ching, yep. he gets royalties. And he's, they've been doing that for years after years. Fantastic. And, uh, and um, I spoke to him rec- recently when... Kerry Packer died because yep. uh, he came home from Sydney where he's currently living. And um, 
I actually went to his mother's funeral with him and uh, he was saying he had to sing that song mm-hmm. with a 500-girl choir wow. uh, at Kerry Packer's funeral because that song was synonymous with night cricket when yes. they started to get the... That's the, right. The, come on, Aussie, come on, yeah. was was the theme song for yeah. Um, yeah. Kerry Packer and yeah. the, the, his whole uh, yeah. cricket organisation. Yeah. But talking about startups, uh, Alan Johnson, who then became part of the Mojo Marketing Company, which is what put out all of his uh, songs, um, he was in a band just like uh, me and many other people, mm-hmm. and he saw an opportunity. Somebody asked him to write a commercial. Yeah, and he took that opportunity, and a lot of people out there um, who might be interested in starting a business, you've got to be able to recognise an opportunity. Yes, because they come knocking, and if you miss it, well, there you go, you've you've missed the well, boat. Just, I mean, the fact that he had the opportunity to write a jingle, as we call a jingle, or write a commercial, or an, a little ad, mm. music for the for an ad, he ended up being picked, and the song was picked, and the music was picked, and now every time it's played, they get few cents back into their pockets. Dollars. Dollars. Lots well, and lots of dollars. Well, whatever, you know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there's a few dollars go back into his pocket and it just keeps playing for years and years and years. And when a song is played on radio, like, you know, the band that you were in, the Master's Apprentices, uh, you didn't actually go to England with them, did you? I was yeah. with them when we won the trip. Yes. Uh, I was in the Holy's Battle yep. of the Bands. Yes. Which was a competition back in 19... Well, the year we did it, in 1968... I think there's about 1,500 to 1,600 bands around Australia in it. Wow. And we came second, but we missed out by a half a point. Yeah. So uh, the outright runners were a band called The Groove. Right. Had two really good records. So Sitmar and uh, Hoadley's said, no, it's too close. We're going to give you the same first prize. Fantastic. So uh, that that's was what happened. Them. Uh, it was. Yeah. Um, the bad news was that our manager... Yeah. Um, failed to tell us that the boat was sailing in like about eight or nine weeks. Yeah. Failed to tell us and we missed the boat. We literally missed, missed the boat. The boat. Oh. When I was still in the band, so mm-hmm. the band actually then uh, capitalised on that about a year later when we, they could do it again. But um, that manager was the same manager who managed Johnny Farnham, yeah. Zoot and the Masters. So oh, wow. no doubt he was busy, but he should have at least told, hey guys, you've just won this prize Get ready, get your passports in order because you're going yeah, in to a England. few weeks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, but then there was a lot of issues because we couldn't get out of the country because of some of the problems with our, our lead singer. had a few few issues to sort out with the tax man and <laughs> a, few, a few other issues. Yeah. So that's why it took a year to go. But, but yeah, so I was with them when we won the trip. But um, we, we disbanded because uh, when all these problems with our singer, the whole band was going to split up. Yep. We just thought, no, we're at the top. We can't go overseas uh, because you couldn't leave the country in, in, unless you had a taxation clearance th- yes. in those days. Yep. Uh, also, if you had uh, been in national service, that yep. was a major issue. Right. That, that became an issue with our singer. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Look, we're going to have to take a break, but I'll tell you what we'll do. During the break, we're going to play a couple of the songs off your CD and uh, we'll, people can actually hear you singing um, some of the yep. songs that you've written and some of the songs you're associated with. But we'll come back straight after this. Thank okay. you very much.
hear the name Bocelli Cafe, you think an Adelaide institution, a family restaurant that's been providing the finest Italian cuisine for almost two decades. Coffee of the highest quality and staff that treat you like family. Spacious COVID safe indoor dining and a fully heated outdoor area. The kitchen is always prepared for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Parking's a dream. Bocelli Cafe Restaurant. 81 to 83 Hutt Street, Adelaide. Call them 8232-3006 to book or follow Bocelli on Facebook and Instagram. Foodland's proudly owned by South Australian families like mine. Our stores are our second home and just like home, we want you to feel safe and looked after when you visit. Thankfully, our customers have always acted like Mighty South Aussies when shopping with us which, by the way, supports all the local family-owned brands who produce the essentials you find on our shelves. Great families, great locals and great food lives here. Foodland, the mighty South Aussies, yeah! Hi, I'm Matt McQuinley. Join me each Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. for Change the World with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno. We focus on changing the world for the better by taking personal responsibility, destroying victim philosophy, canceling cancel culture, and by discussing as well as listening to each other on topics like leadership, cultural trends, beliefs, business, history, world events, and more. Change the world with Matt McQuinley on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Radio Italia Uno Sito internet www.italiauno.com.au Seguici anche sulla nostra pagina Facebook e Instagram Radio Italia Uno You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno 87.6 FM Yes, thank you. Thank you very much for listening and, and thank you to all the people from all over who are listening to our podcast And of course, thanks to Ron from Podcast City. Ron and Karen do a fantastic job of uh, podcasting this program. And uh, of course, our Radio Italia Uno, we just want to say thank you to all our sponsors. Thank you to all our supporters. And please support the people that support us. If you hear an ad or commercial on our program, please go along, see them and use their services. Because when you go to their shops or use their businesses or their services, they are happy that you are there. And if you say, look, I heard it on Radio Italia Uno, they'll be even happier for And of course, we ask you once a year, we ask you, it's our Radiothon. So please help us, support us, and if you can, donate. Of course, we are here, every one of us is here as a volunteer to help and make your day 
with the best music we can. We do your requests. We play your songs. We play in Italian and English and songs of other nationalities. But please, if you can and you want to support us, please donate. Um, you can ring us on our uh, shows. During our show, you can ring the studio, which is 8212359999. Or ring the office at any time. Ring the office and they'll um, take a message on. And the number there is 8212317. Very easy number to remember. 8212317. So thank you for supporting us and the supporting our radio station. Um, you know, we, we don't like to beg, but please send us some money. <laughs> now, jokes aside, you know... Um, you know, paying electricity and all the other things that we need to do to run the station. We really appreciate the support. But um, look, today I'm really, really pleased that I've got one of my good friends that's been around for a long, long time in the music industry, um, performing here in Australia and uh, all over the place. And his music has been live, you know, forever. Now, he was in one of the biggest bands in Adelaide for a long, long time and... Um, He's been in the music industry literally since he was about 12. So right. Peter Tilbrook is here with me today. Now, Peter, um, I want to go back to when you, like your first, like you said, public appearance was he was coming home on the tram and he had his guitar with him and the conductor said, come on, play us a song. So he started playing and then he started singing and I think he went past his house about five times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, jokes aside, Peter, tell us like, what inspired you to want to learn? Who, what bands or who did you follow? Because, okay. you know, in life it, we, we have mentors and sometimes we know who they are, sometimes we don't. Well, in my case, I was uh, – my dad was one of those guys who built the very first uh, TV set in um, suburbia in Adelaide because he, he was the manager of Gerard and Goodman's. Oh, okay. So he had a – he had to sell the uh, sell the parts, sell the TV sets, and repair them. Mm -hmm. So he thought, well, I better start. I better make one yeah. so that I can understand it all. So we were watching some very early TV shows, including uh, the Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet Nelson, which featured Ricky Nelson. All oh, right. Now Ricky Nelson is definitely one of my influences from those early years, mm -hmm. and particularly his guitarist uh, James Burton. Mm -hmm. Now James Burton played for Ricky Nelson on all his songs. He played for Elvis Presley. He was his main uh, guitarist. That's right. That's and he played name. for uh, Roy Orbison yes. as well. Uh, he's one of the guitar players that really influenced me. My very first album was a th thing by Dwayne Eddy, mm -hmm. um, which is where the Peter Gunn song came yes. from. So uh, that made me interested in getting uh, an electric guitar mm -hmm. instead of the acoustic guitar that I right. was given as a birthday present. And um, one thing led to another. Then I discovered the shadows, Cliff Richard oh, and the yeah. shadows. Yes, the and no, 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 no. and my my skills rose dramatically after I started trying to play those songs. Songs, yes. And that then led to our very first band, which was called the Avengers, uh, with my mate Graham Cox, my brother, and my neighbour of a couple of houses down. Mm -hmm. Very shortly after that, we got a guy in the band called Roger Ball, who. Uh, we became known as Roger Ball and the Bouncers. <laughs> and then when I left to go and join another very popular Adelaide band, he then started uh, probably the Adelaide's longest-running band called Fahrenheit 451. 
Yep. He started that in about 67, and as I was just saying to you off air, he's now uh, creating a new incarnation of the band, <laughs> which will be his 47th version of the band. Wow. So he's had a very long career. Mm-hmm. But after I um, left that band, I then joined a band called The Bent Beaks. Mm-hmm. Now, we were an English mod-type band. We were playing The Who, The Small Faces, The All Yardbirds, right. Man for Man. Now, we were one of Adelaide's top mod bands supporting the uh, the Twilights at the Oxford Club, which was a very wow. big dance here in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And then when the Twilights went to Melbourne, they got taken over there because they became incredibly popular. Their manager invited us to go over there as well. And support them as well. And yeah, so, so they took us over there and uh, introduced us to a few people over there and then off we went. And um, we had an instant success over there. Up until our singer got his girlfriend pregnant oh. and the band broke up, so <coughs> back to Adelaide I came. Yeah. <laughs> and I was looking for the very next band going back to Melbourne. And the reason for that is in Adelaide there was about 76 venues you could play at. In Melbourne there were, f- there were 760 yeah. venues. It was like there was a venue, to, an opportunity uh, to play on every, every, corner. every corner. Yeah, that, that's the difference. I think obviously the, the population over there is like always been – Oh, it's Two or three times more than what we right. have. you know. So I was looking for the very first band to go back. So they wanted a bass player. So I thought, well, how hard could that be? So I went from lead guitar <laughs> to a bass guitar. Yeah. Within two months, I was in the biggest recording studio in Melbourne. Wow. And we made two records on EMI. And one day when I was uh, supporting the Masters Apprentices at the Melbourne Royal Show, yep. um, I got a phone call within two weeks to join the band. So oh, that's wow. how it happened. How it happened. And then from there, all of a sudden, instead of eating very poorly mm. and not having any money, we went to quite a successful band. And uh, so the career started. That was yeah. So I joined them in 1967 and, and played through to uh, Christmas, almost Christmas Eve in 1968. Mm-hmm. But in that time, we won the Australia's most original band yep. in terms of our presentation and our music, mm-hmm. songwriting. And um, we won the Go Set Pop Poles... As, again, as the the most popular band in Australia, yeah. and then we uh, we won, or we came second in this Holy's Battle of the Bands, mm-hmm. uh, which then they gave us the first prize because we were so close, and that uh, that allowed the band to actually then go to England. Right. So, um, and part of our prize was actually to record at uh, Abbey Abbey Road. Oh wow! Um, the Beatles Studio. Yeah. And on our biggest record, you might like a bit of trivia. The acoustic guitar mm-hmm. uh, on It's Because I Love You uh, belonged to um, uh, Hank B. Marvin from The Shadows. Really? Yeah. And not only that, <coughs> in the studio next to where the band recorded that, yeah. the Beatles were in there recording Oobla Dee, Oobla Da, I think it was. Oh, wow. So um, uh, Jim Keyes, our singer, yeah. got to uh, got to go to the toilet with um, uh, Paul McCartney. So <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's look, look. The reason why I'm mentioning all this is because of the opportunity. Exactly. That you know, in business, in life, you know, it's, it's like a, a sliding doors. They call about you know, you could have gone this way or you went that way, and you know, you were uh, always looking out for an opportunity. Boy. Although you I, were in a band, you know, somebody spotted you. You know, That's and right. this is what I talk about becoming headhunted. You know, uh, you people will headhunt you, and they will see you perform. They'll see you act. They'll see you as a manager. They'll see you, you know, uh, the way you react to people. 
and then offer you a job. And the opportunity that's knocking yep. might not even appeal to you. Like yes. I, I never expected ever to be playing a bass guitar. But if I hadn't have taken that opportunity to t- play that bass guitar yep. for a very short time, it got me over to Melbourne yep. and put me in, in a position where I got the other job for the big Exactly. So I'll, I'll give you a good example of that because the, the other day um, I'm recruiting all the time. I'm recruiting people to, for businesses. I'm recruiting people and I announce it several times. If anybody here wants a job, let me know because I've got people asking me, well, look, we need another secretary. We need another receptionist. We need another bookkeeper. We need another person in the factory or in the office or truck driver or whatever. So, you know, if you're looking for a job, give me a call. But I went to do a course and I, I do trainings and I do courses and, and conduct courses and I also attend. Mm. And this one here, I actually went to attend a course. So I thought, yep, that's interesting. And somebody said to me, oh, how many courses have you done lately? And I said, well, I'm doing them all the time. Mm. You know, and I said, what? At your age? Mm. That's what they said, at your age? I said, yeah, because I just want to keep learning. Exactly. I want to I learn from others. I want to see how the people present. You know, I want to see how they present. I'll learn from them. Mm. You know, I've learned what not to do. I learned what to do. Absolutely. You know, so, you know, that's what it. And then uh, there was this young man there, and I noticed him. Like, you know, people walk in and sometimes you notice them and sometimes they, you know. This young man walked in and he was, you know, fairly well-dressed and considering how everybody else was dressed, you know, and but he sat down and he he participated in the class. He and then when I went out and have a cup of coffee, um, he came over and, and spoke to me. So he was polite. He was well presented. You know, mm-hmm. well presented. So I just said to him, I said, oh, "What are you doing for a living?" He said, "Well, he said I've just arrived from Melbourne." He said, "And I'm um, here. My girlfriend's working here in Australia. You know, and she's here." And uh, in South Australia, sorry, and and I'm from Melbourne, and I've got a, I'm going back to Melbourne. I'm going to bring all my stuff, and we're going to stay here. And I said, good. I said, well, if you're looking for a job, I said I'll offer you one. And he went, really? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I could see he was the sort of person that I could employ, or yeah. I could recommend to one of my friends who needs people. Yeah. And I could see he was the sort of guy that had the ethics that, yeah. you know, if he can participate in a class, and that's the sort of thing we're looking for. Absolutely. You didn't want to particularly be a bass player, but you wanted to be in a band. I want to be in the industry. Yeah, you wanted to be in the industry. So you went off and you yeah. went in and you took, and I, you know. And the opportunity the knocked louder yeah. at another, a very shortly time after that. So yeah. that's a stepping stone that if I hadn't have taken, yep. I wouldn't be here today talking to you. Exactly. That's and that's what we're going to, that's what we'll come back and talk about that as well. Thank you very much. Remember we watched black and white TV We hurried home for school, we had a show to see Three Stooges, Superman, the Mickey Mouse Club Abbott Costello and the Cisco Kid Huckleberry Hound and Mr. Magoo Hopalong, Cassidy and Jungle Jim Yeah, yeah, yeah Living in the 60s, that was fun Living in the 60s when we were young Living in the 60s, we had it all Living in the 60s, we had a ball Living in the 60s, living in the 60s Yo, ciao, Armando Paradiso from Unique Stone Delivering quality stone tops to South Australia for over 20 years Granite, marble, Caesar stone, Unique Stone 
granito, marmo, Caesar stone, unique stone, thinking stone bench tops to your kitchen, bathroom, or furniture? Unique stone at Jacobson Crescent, Holden Hill. Call us now, 8266-2280. Unique stone, we won't be beaten. Come on, che stai facendo? Chiama adesso. Are you looking for an Italian restaurant that boasts cuisine inspired by the Amalfi Coast and the Campania region? Introducing Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria. Boasting classically trained Italian chefs, recreating wonderful culinary memories of your last visit back home. Italian food that takes your breath away. Squid ink pasta, allo scolio. Spaghetti vongola. Napolitana Pizza. This wonderful addition to Adelaide's flourishing Italian culture opens on Monday, March the 21st for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And Lombra can cater for all of your celebrations, christenings, birthdays, family gatherings and private functions. Enjoy the food, the wine and wonderful service and leave the rest to Davida and Fabio. Lombra Cantina Cucina and Pizzeria, 15 Charles Street, Westlakes. Email to book, chow at lombra.com.au. That's C-I-A-O at lombra.com.au. Or call Davida 0417-877-65. It's an experience you will never forget. Hi, this is David Heath, and I'm excited to be bringing my program Soundtrack of Your Life to Radio Italia Uno. Join me Friday nights at 7 for interesting guests, some great music, and plenty of fun. It's the best way to kick off the weekend. Soundtrack of Your Life, Friday nights from 7 until 9 on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Vuoi promuovere la tua attività? Vuoi aumentare il tuo volume di affari? Non sai a chi rivolgerti? Chiama Radio Italia 1. Il nostro staff commerciale è a disposizione per ogni informazione o preventivo personalizzato. Chiama all'82123177. Radio Italia 1. E anche tu sarai un numero 1. Radio Italia 1. You're listening to Peter Saluno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. I really appreciate you being here every Monday from 2 to 3. And of course, on podcast Happy Business Radio, you can hear it anytime you like and share it with your friends. And thank you so much for all those people that have shared it with their friends, both here and overseas. Like I said, our podcast goes around to over 40 countries at the moment. And we're growing because you keep sharing it. So thank you for doing that. And of course, thank you to everybody who listens to Radio Italia Uno. And please support the people that support us. And look, if you have a product or a service that you want to advertise, now is a perfect time to see us. We are offering really, really great specials on your advertising to promote your business. And or your business or your service, whatever it is you're doing, Um, come and talk to us and we'll help you. Today, my special guest is Peter Tilbrook. Peter Tilbrook has been in the music industry, literally, I could say, all his life. From the age of 12, he's been in the music industry and he's uh, 100 and not out. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like it at times. It feels like it, yeah. (laughs) But Peter, 
Um, I had the pleasure of going to your birthday just not yeah, long that's ago. Right, that's yes. right. Yep. But um, Peter, just uh, tell us. We'll go back a bit because people don't always understand. You know, they're taking advantage of an opportunity, or sometimes you know one door closes and another one has to open. So. Take us back a bit, because you've been in a lot of other industries, no, have, but yes. you've always been in a management role, haven't That's you? Right. So Yeah, basically what happened, when the industry went uh, quiet, it really did. Uh, disco came in, and that meant that a whole lot of bands uh, were out of work. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget, in the 60s, we were playing in dances, not pubs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, around about 69, uh, they the 6 o'clock closing yep. rules uh, were taken away, so... All of the entertainment then went into pubs, so that's at a, a stage of my life. I thought, now hang on, I've got to be, I've got to have a plan B. Mm. So I then went and got a lot of business credentials, uh, associate diploma in business management, industrial engineering, uh, methods engineering, and um, that that got me into different companies. And uh, I started off with W H Wiley's, who make shock absorbers down there on yep. the South Road. Um, from there, I went to Melbourne. Um, and worked for uh, Sydney Cooks, who make fasteners and screws and nuts and bolts. And then I jumped into the clothing industry, a company called Givoni Mills, and they made dressing gowns and lingerie, and, but they had 750 employees. So mm-hmm. I, was, I became an, a, a, an industrial engineer with that company. And, um, and then after, when I, that was in Melbourne, when I came back to Adelaide, I got a job with uh, Golden Breed, which oh, is yes. a very big uh, company. Uh, making things like you're wearing right now tonight. Jumpers. Yep. Yep. Uh, jumpers and T-shirts and surfwear. And um, so that was a great opportunity for me. And um, and very soon after that, I, basically I was leapfrogging from one job to the Thanks. other, yep. taking the opportunity when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And then one day I thought, go for a job, which is, I'm a little bit, little bit out of my league, but I thought, I'm going to go for it. So I went for a job as general manager for the government clothing factory. And I got it. And uh, that led me on to some really great opportunities yep. in my life. And um, it went, the factory was in Wyala. Yeah. I, when I was up there, I became, uh, I was invited to become on the board of management for the Wyala Hospital. Wow. And I joined the Rotary Club. So I got the experience Rotary, uh, which is a great service organisation. And joined the tennis club, played tennis and really got involved in the city. Mm-hmm. Then I came back to Adelaide and I got a job as a state manager for MSS uh, Alarm Services uh, yep. and then another jeans factory um, making jeans and jackets. Mm-hmm. And then the big thing that happened in my life, the clothing industry got shut down. It was all... Uh, <laughs> went overseas. Uh, it went overseas. Went yep. over to Singapore, China and whatever. Yep. And that's the time in my life I thought, okay, I need to do something else. Mm. And I thought, okay, yeah, I'm in the in, I'm in the music industry, so and I've got a lot of management experience now, so I'm going to start my own entertainment agency. Yes. So I started up Woodstock Entertainment Agency, and I was promoting and getting bookings for up to about 500 different bands and solos wow. and duos and comedians and excellent all over Adelaide, and that again opened a lot more doors. Yes. <laughs> this idea of leapfrogging, leapfrogging, is a great idea because. You, you're collecting experiences mm-hmm. all along. And if you stayed in one job, you only know those experiences That's from right. one job. Yep. So I'd say to listeners out there, if you're, you're, you're looking for challenges, take, take some opportunities. Something, take the get out Get out yep. of your comfort zone and you will be surprised where it will lead you. And then I became involved in managing um, 
a very large hotel here in Adelaide called the Arkaba Hotel uh, as the, um, the marketing manager and uh, entertainment manager. Um, and all, all during this time, my band um, was getting bigger and bigger and more popular in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And this is a band called the Party Cats. Yep. Uh, which is uh, still going, still it's going, still going today. Yep. It's been going for twenty-seven years. Wow! And um, we've done over six and a half thousand jobs just in the last, I don't know, how many years? But yep. a lot of <coughs> when Davo passed away, who was my bass player, yep. At that stage, we'd done five thousand eight hundred and fifty. So it's now about six and a half thousand wow. jobs. So, um, so now what I do is um, I, I work as a solo entertainer, a duo, a trio. Yep. I run probably the biggest disco in Adelaide now called the Disco Inferno, yep. which is all 70s and 80s, and that was an opportunity. Yes. There's an, that, <laughs> it, this, this was incredible. I was actually managing a group of hotels, about 15 hotels, yep. um, the Eureka Group of Hotels, right. and I had a meeting one morning with the, with the main manager, and uh, he said, Peter, I think we need a DJ. And then he looked at me straight in my eyes. He yeah. said, you could do that, couldn't you, Pete? <laughs> and knowing what he was going to pay the DJ, I said, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. And I'd never DJed in my life. Really? I just jumped in <laughs> and I've got to say, it's been the most lucrative <laughs> yep. thing I've, I've had in my musical career. Yeah. What I earn as a DJ bears no resemblance to what I earn as a musician, yep. uh, which is really quite cruel. And to this very day, uh, the Disco Inferno is my greatest uh, yeah. money earner, uh, and I share my time equally between playing live in the bands yep. and playing the big discos. Yes. It's quite extraordinary. And that why the pubs like it and the clubs uh, like it is, if you have a, a like a typical rock and roll band, the amount of money that the average person will spend on average at a bar is around about eight or nine dollars. They don't spend much money. Whereas a disco, they they actually spend like two weeks ago it was thirty eight dollars a person. Really? So it's a difference. So yeah. the, so the venues love it. But um, yeah. at, at my age, I'm <coughs> just using it because I'm not on the pension. Yeah. I'm seventy five years of age, and I'm quite happy to be self sufficient. Yes. And um, yep, I'll take that money and. Um, well, enjoy it. But the fact yep. is, you know, when when I I've known you for a long time and yep. I've followed yep. you, you know, and I've been close and I've I've seen you. Take one opportunity, another opportunity, another, and and some people say, oh, but I'm you know fifty and I'm sixty or Don't I'm sixty five. I I I went past sixty five a long time ago, and I I didn't even know I went past it. I was going so fast, you well, know. I'm, I'm seventy five at the moment, yeah. and I have no intention at this stage of slowing down. Slowing down. No, and I know yeah. I can't see you slowing no. down. I'll and give up when my fingers. Can't away, play anymore. Or my or, throat and I can't sing. Yeah, but then, of course, you can still play the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> That's know, the backup plan. <laughs> yeah, the backup thing. See, this is this is what I'm trying to encourage yeah. people to do. Because some people say to me, oh, I'm too young for that. I no, said, you're never too no, young. never too young. You're never too young. And some people say, I'm oh, too old. And I mm-hmm. said, no, you're never too old. And look, one of the reasons that I'm held up sometimes is because I'm on the phone mm. to people and I do coaching and counselling and stuff like that and people ring me at all hours of the day and night and and sometimes the conversation go for five minutes, sometimes it can go for five hours literally, yeah. you know, but it can go for a long time mm. and we, I don't stop people from talking to me. I no. say, look, you just keep saying, you know, let's work through this, That's you know, right. and I can't let you go until we've settled it or until you, you're in a stable position correct and yep. sometimes you get people who just need a little bit of encouragement and then sometimes you need people who need a lot of encouragement exactly right but i always say you know get 
all the help you need yep. to work out what you want to do. Mm. And if you can't do it now, in five years' time, you'll be there. Absolutely you know, right. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, I'd love to do that, but oh, I'd never do that. Why? If you want to do that, why aren't you doing it now? Why aren't you working towards it? You know, and this is what I really appreciate about you, Peter, that you have been changing up, 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 up the, yeah, whole time. the whole time. And even when things got hard, because I remember I was in a band for a long, long time and I was in different bands as well. When the disco's era came in, it was manned and not canned. Or, That's you right. know, we used yep. to say you need it manned and not canned because it was all canned music. You know, and then of course it came to hip hop and all these other different oh. things, and now it's something else. And you know, and it keeps changing every few years. You have managed to stay in the industry, but you've managed to stay with it. That's right. Yeah. You know, and that's just like riding a surf. You know, you just stay on it and on it and on it. That's right. You know? yeah. And and uh, we we went through uh, the shutdowns of hotels. We went through the shutdowns of the clubs. We yeah. went through. Um, there's no more dancing at certain right. institute. Every institute hall, every yep. hall in every district used to be a, a Friday, Saturday and a Sunday afternoon function. Now you're lucky if you get a function a month in some of those halls. That's right. You know, Because a lot of damage was done. Yep. First of all, a lot of bands that were around at the time, they've broken up yep. because they they couldn't sustain what they were doing. Yeah. Well, you couldn't um, make a living anymore. That's right. A lot of venues gave up uh, yep. because uh, they lost money and they couldn't. They didn't have the um, the reserves to ride out that bad period. Yeah, well, that's, so, uh, this is the problem with a lot of people now, and in business, people have given up. Mm. And then it, we talk about it during the COVID period. Some of them are going really, really well, mm. and some of them just went shoo, yeah, and shut they shop. They gave up. They gave yeah, up. They gave up. They didn't look for that alternative. That What's they the opportunity? Could have done. Yeah. What's the opportunity? Um, exactly right. We need to take a break. Thank you to Ron, and we'll be back straight after this. Looking for a new coffee machine for your home or workplace? Look no further than Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your experts in all things coffee. Why not come in for a chat and a special coffee tasting? You'll find us at 264 Gilbert Street in the city. Mention Radio Dalia Uno and you will receive a free 250 gram bag of freshly roasted coffee beans. You can also shop online at www.fccoffee.com.au where you'll find our large range of premium roasted coffee beans, coffee machines, accessories, hot chocolates, teas and lots, lots more. I'm Danielle from Fine Choice Coffee Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things caffeine. I'm Anna Faruja of Chapel Funerals. My role as a funeral director is to guide you through the emotional process of saying goodbye to someone you love. I'm here to help you make all the necessary arrangements so that you and your family may have peace of mind and time to remember and celebrate the life of the person you've lost. When the time comes, I'm here for you. So please call me, Anna Faruja, at Chapel Funerals on 81825100. At Elders Insurance Adelaide East, our mission is to provide outstanding service and superior coverage to each and every one of our clients. With over 30 years of experience, we treat every client with mutual respect and understanding. 
will listen carefully to your specific needs and requirements in order to develop insurance solutions with a level of service and coverage you can't find anywhere else. Elders Insurance Adelaide East is a family-owned and run business with Italian tradition which is built on honesty, integrity and trust. Make an appointment today and go and see Tony and the team at Elders Insurance Adelaide East, 54 to 56 Kensington Road, Rose Park, or telephone 8364 9477. We're an authorised representative of Elders Insurance, underwriting agency, Proprietary Limited, Elders Insurance, underwritten by QBE Insurance, Australia Limited. Hi, I'm David Heath. Join me each Saturday afternoon from 2pm until 5pm with Saturday Sports Scoreboard. No matter what your sports passion, we'll be covering it during our three hours together. I'll be crossing to various sporting events, we'll chat with your favourite sports stars and we'll take your calls. Every Saturday afternoon, 2 until 5, on Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM. Ti piace la musica? Hai voglia di metterti in gioco? Entusiasmo e personalità non ti mancano? Radio Italia 1 sta cercando te. Chiama l'82 123177 e anche tu avrai la possibilità di entrare a far parte del nostro team. Radio Italia 1, diamo voce alla tua voce. Radio Italia 1 You're listening to Peter Salerno on Happy Business Radio on Radio Italia 1, 87.6 FM. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And we have just had a great time and I, I always enjoy bringing my guests. And uh, of course, I get messages from you guys saying that you enjoy my guests. <laughs> and like I keep saying all the time, the show Happy Business is not about me. It's about my guests. My guests are the one that tell you what to do and how to do it and why they do it and how they became successful or what they've been doing and what they've learned and how what I think you can learn from them. But more importantly... Um, the messages I get back from you guys is saying thank you because I learnt that lesson or thank you, I heard that before, but the way he said it or the way she said it made a lot of sense. And that's what this is all about. And that's what Peter's been saying today. Uh, Peter Tilbrook, um, he started off from the age of 12 playing a guitar and singing and he's been in and out of different bands. He's been in a couple of very popular bands here in Australia who were... Uh, the number one band in Australia for a period of time. And um, he's been in the music industry continuously his whole life. Um, but he's also been a manager, an engineer, and, a, you know, ran, you know, a, his own agency for many, many years and still does, um, you know, and, and manages other people as well. And, um, Peter, I, I just got to ask you, like, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> well, where I am at the moment, right? I won't give up my music, so I'll keep playing that music so long as the telephone keeps ringing. Yep. Right, that's number one. The other thing is, uh, you mentioned earlier that I'm uh, working, well, I'm volunteering down at the <coughs> British Workmen's Club and mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i enjoying using my skills in marketing, advertising uh, and, and managerial skills down there. Mm-hmm. That keeps my brain active yep. because we all know that when you do nothing, the brain just starts to rot. That's right. So I just keep using all of that skills. The other thing that I love to do, and I'll be doing a lot more of it in future years, is mentoring um, younger guys. Uh, I'm actually thinking of, of doing some uh, mentoring courses. Yes. Um, because so many people <coughs> ask me, 
how did you do that? How did you do this? We spoke um, about this once, I we, remember. We, that's right. Yeah. And um, happy to talk about that again. Yeah. But um, uh, with so much experience on both sides of the entertainment industry, both as uh, running the venues, being in the top bands in Australia, yes. um, I've... I've written 120 songs that are registered with APRA and I've recorded 55 of my own songs mm-hmm. um, along with all of the other bands. Mm-hmm. So I've had all of that recording experience. Um, I know the advertising game backwards and forwards in terms of the band. Yep. Uh, I know what uh, – I can I can detect a good band pretty well straight away yep. well, and that's the sort of thing I'd like to pass on and uh, maybe do some courses. That's right because I remember – I went and saw the movie just recently, Elvis Presley oh. – you know, and and although the movie I think is not about Elvis so much, no, it's, it's about it's all about his manager and Tom Parker and ha- how that was all about, which I I thought was a you know a good lean to it. It was interesting, yes. Very but interesting. what was really interesting for me as a performer and as an entertainer myself, you see the way he performed compared to the other guys that were in the band or the other guys that were in the backing or whatever, and every so often. Even here in Adelaide and other places, I've seen a comedian get up on stage and I say, that guy's got it. I've seen a singer in a band or a guitarist and say, wow, that guy's got it. That's right. He's what the band circles around him, you know, or should circle around him. That's right. It's it's the whale factor. It's the whale factor. And and some of them just have it. And then some people have um, the personality but don't have it together. Mm. You know, yep. and that's what I know that you can teach, and I know you can pass on. But unfortunately, most of these people that are up there, either playing the guitar, think they're the, you know, it, you know, and they think they're very, very good, and and so they won't take that advice. No, you know. But when you can polish them up, and that's what they just got to take them to the next level. That's right. You know, see a lot of guys I've met over my career, they've got the skills, but they haven't got the marketing. They don't know how to promote yep. themselves. Yeah, yeah. And there are some things you'll need to do in marketing that some people don't want to do. But they feel like they're selling themselves out or, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Well, the idea is you do what works. Well, um, the thing is, that's why they call it show business. Mm. You know, it's like 20% is show, 80% is it's business. business. And the 80% is what not most of the show people don't know what how to do. That's, that's where you do need yep. a manager. That's yep. where you do need an agent. Yep. You know, but the 20% should be great, greater. Yes. You know, yeah. and if you can make that 20% up to 30% yeah. or yeah. even greater, then yeah. you are the performer. That's and right. I, I always love watching these variety shows where I see the people and right at the beginning of the variety show, I say to my wife, look, I think that person is going to win. You wait till the end and that's the person that I reckon is going to be there or those three are going to be at the final. Yeah. And she said, oh, how do you know? I said, yeah. because I'm Gut an feeling. entertainer. I, I, and you've no, been I, I can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, and these people that come out from a rehearsal and they used to show the blanks and say, oh, what would the judges know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I right. laugh my head off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, but good talent is easy to spot. Yeah. And uh, I mean... Going way, way back into the uh, 60s when I was starting, um, I, I knew then that Glenn Shorrock was a world-class world, uh, singer. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, he went on yes. to be the lead singer of the Little River Band. Yes. Well, he was singing out around the local, uh, local um, uh, dancers about a mile away from where we're sitting right now yeah. at the Oxford <laughs> Club. Um, and he's probably one of the most wealthiest guys in the entertainment industry yeah. in Australia. Yeah, um, but um, he he leapfrogged from one th- one band to another, and yep. then, um, 
and then Glenn Shorry, uh, Glenn Wheatley, yep. our ma- our guy, took <coughs> him under his wing and yep. managed uh, him well and managed them well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Look, we have got way over time, but thank you so much. <laughs> Look, yeah. if anybody wants to know anything about Peter or Peter Tilbrook, it is um, contact is a, us. Contact us at any time. I'll yep. pass you information. But your website is? The website is petertilbrook.com.au. How easy is that? Yeah. Okay, look him up on Facebook, look him up anywhere. Yes. Or give me a call and I'll give you his information. So if you're in a band or you want to be in a band or if you're a business person and you want some coaching, um Peter is very, very good at that. He's been managing businesses for a long, long, long time. Yeah. So thank you so much, Peter. Thank you, Peter. It's thank been you a real pleasure. And real Ron. Pleasure. Thanks, Ron. Thank you, Ron. You have been listening to Happy Business Radio with Peter Salerno. Catch our show every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. On Radio Italia Uno, 87.6 FM.